Hey guys, my name is Shubomi Ajibola and you're listening to The Reflective Space, the podcast. It's nice to just affirm people nicely. Just tell them, I love you, I think you're great. You have to be lost to be found. Be selective about how you spend your time, where you spend your time and who you spend your time with. I believe a lot in discipline and like practicing things that might be painful but have long-term benefits. Thank you for joining us on The Reflective Space. You're welcome. Right. Special episode. Can you say something? I can't tell. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, um, you know, reflecting. You're reflecting, you're loading, because we have a lot of questions to go through. And also, I didn't tell you guys this before, but... Pardon? This is where in the reflective space, you know. It's true, we are in a reflective space. Another side note, I didn't tell you guys this before, but I actually asked people to send in some questions. So we have some questions at the end that I didn't actually ask, but people have asked. Yeah. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I don't know they were that crazy. They, they're, you know, PG for the most part. So we're going to get into it. But before we even get into anything, I think we start from the inception. I'm going to ask Koye to answer this first because I think I know what Ray's story is for this and so how you guys met. How did you guys meet each other? Let's, let's see. Let's see if our three, our three stories correlate. Exactly. Let's see. You see, this guy has been tracking me. She was tracking me. She, she knows that I'd be golden boy, you know? <laughs> so that's a lie. So I think this is maybe the only good thing Nigeria has done for me in my life. Wow. <laughs> the first time I saw her was on Independence Day. And Independence Day, Jameson Party at, I think, Railway. Railway compound in Ibutemeta or so. And yeah, one of those things, I just walked past her. I don't know who she was with. And just the kind of thing that we just, maybe we even said hello, hi, hi, and just continued on our way. Ah, look at that chocolate. Oh my God. <laughs> and then you know how the universe works, right? After you see somebody, especially in Lagos, you just start seeing them. You just start seeing them. And you start them. wondering, was this happening before or is this just happening yeah, now exactly. that I've resisted? And then we now notice that, okay, we seem to have some mutuals. What's going on here? Um, but yeah, when we saw each other, we would say hello. Nothing long. Um, then <clears throat> I was hosting a Christmas party. Mm. which turned out to be her friend's family's Christmas party, right? I saw her there while I was hosting, and we spoke maybe a bit longer on that day. Like two minutes. Was it two minutes? No, it wasn't longer. We spoke some small. (laughs) To be fair, I think it was like bits and bits and bits. Uh, So we'll be cumulatively, maybe like, Three minutes okay. forty nine seconds. Wow, very mm-hmm. precise. <laughs> <laughs> have the receipt. And then, <laughs> so when we then got home, got into our respective homes that night, then I slid into the DM. Yeah, I'm very proud of you for telling the right story. It's okay. I have to give you something. I'm, I'm very proud of mm. you. Thank just you. the usual, just the usual. Oh, hope yeah. you got home safely. <laughs> Lovely jablay. It was good seeing you. <laughs> tut, tut, tut. 
you know. That's <laughs> exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. This is true because I also I remember when Ready met you. He has a version for if you try to tell people that I was chasing him, which never happened. No, so you see, this this is where this is where things get dicey, right? Because after the fact, people do normally confess. Ah. So, okay. Did you or did you not spot me in velvet? And you went from one side, when we finish, they say we talk about each other to cut up. You went from one side of the club to where I was intentionally, just so we could cross paths and hi hi. True or false, first two. <laughs> he was with his friend, who is a mutual friend. And I said hello to the mutual friend, and Kui is there, and we've been saying hello to each other in the past. So I said hello. Did I stay there after? And wait, I went back to wait, my no. Wait, wait. This was even in November. November. She told me if I was tracking him, wouldn't there have been like an extra move between this November and December 8th when the Christmas party happened? You know you like Fred is more proactive than that. When you see, she told me no, I'm more proactive than that. Exactly. <laughs> okay, it's okay, no problem. Well, are in it, sir. You are here. That's what matters. You go end of the day. Also, backstory for us listeners to grab the full picture. You guys are here. That's what's important. Yeah. Okay. So you have nothing to add. That's all you have to add or subtract. That story is accurate. That's how you guys met. Yeah. That's actually what happened. That's how it happened. In fact, actually, I have something to add. That's what's important. That Christmas. Why are you looking at me? That Christmas party. I had the time of my life. Even when I was leaving, I was holding someone's hand who was actually my friend. But then you know when you now feel guilty. So we were leaving and I turned back and I saw Koye. And I like immediately left his hand because because block my blessing. And I would think I thought twice about it. But you know, when a man knows what he wants, that same night he's still DM me, holding somebody's hand or not. That's what I'm hearing. Somebody asked me one day because I posted a picture of me and one guy, and they asked me aggressively, I should delete the picture and block in my blessing. I said, Look, the man that is for me will not be stopped. Man, will not be Never. <laughs> Another man cannot stop you from pursuing the woman you want. It's true. <laughs> okay, so our next question is Reni, and then Reni is Koye, your spec. I have a theory, before you guys answer that question, I have a theory. That a lot of people actually don't end up with their spec, or what is initially their spec. So, answer this question if you can't deny my theory. Who's going first, me? Yeah, you can go first on this one, Ren. Well, I've actually had this conversation with my friends about spec, and I don't think that I have a specific spec because if I look at all my exes, they're kind of different, but I know what I don't. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Koye's face is killing me. Wait, wait, yes, let me finish. I know what I don't like. And Koye was not what I don't like. You get what I mean? So he passed the first stage. So I don't look at people and be like, he has to fit into this box. But if I see somebody and they're not in what, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental checklist in my head, but he passed the checklist. Let's put it that way. That's a very political yes. answer. I like how she just. <laughs> I'm almost in respect. I mean, have you seen me? Uh-huh. Why do you know that what you're about to see? Are you okay? You just want to pretend. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, answer the question. I can't, I mean, what I mean, 
It doesn't get more beautiful than this, but you yeah. can Fortunately or unfortunately for me, people, I don't know. I, I, I have respect. He does. Let's tall, just put it down. Tall, way. dark, and slim. Chocolate. That is very true. And Renny yeah. is thick, thick, thick. Oh, hey, tell me about time for me. Tell me about time for you, bro. I love it. People are giving me hope because people tell me I'm never going to find my specs. So I, I, I tap it to you guys that anointing. And so anyway, what Renny is saying is that she's spec fluid. Well, now she's spec stagnant because it's you, you are you. <laughs> <laughs> there's no going anywhere in fact he likes to remind me that i've signed the contracts and i'm not going anywhere. when he's being his k10 mm. randomly in the middle of the night yeah yeah he now starts laughing ha, ha, ha. well you've signed the contract so you're not going anywhere you can't me <laughs> to be fair he's also told us on twitter too already he told us about this how you know it's forever so you can really do whatever he likes i mean good luck to you boo Thank you so much. For better, for worse. <laughs> okay. So going into this relationship, right? Was marriage the goal for you? So you can answer this question separately, obviously. But what was the intention pursuing one another? Kui, do you want to go first? Was marriage the goal for me? I don't think so, because I don't think either of us planned for this relationship to happen, or I don't give out those, either of us was expecting it to become a relationship. Mm. Mm. Go on. Oh, You're stealing my answer, but go on. <laughs> I told you guys to not prep for this interview. No, we didn't prep, but no. I, my answer is along this line. So uh -huh. let's be looking. Yeah, so it was vibes and inshallah. And then <laughs> we got to a point where, okay, inshallah, I turned to Allah, God is it. And yet, we found what we are looking for. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. That makes a lot of sense. I actually grab. Okay, ready. Let's see if your answer is the same. Pretty much because, like, it wasn't like, oh, I found this person. This is who. You know when you have like an idea of something before you go into it? So I feel like a lot of people meet people and like it's done all the usual, I put my name with his last name, it goes together, ETC, ETC. And like you even ignore other things because you have to set in mind that this is what you're going into. But I don't feel like it was like that. It was just went on a couple of dates, we kept going on dates. It was literally just because we even met in December, but then it became official in like March. So it was just one step at a time, one step at a time, and then found ourselves there. Mm. I like that. I like that um, answer, especially because as a single person dating, people always ask, like when I meet someone, I'm like, oh, hi, friends, I met someone new. And like immediately trying to assess whether he can be my husband. And I'm like, well, I just think he's cute. 
that's actually all I have for now. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, all he has going for him right now for me is that I think he's cute. Like, good vibes. Literally, vibes and inshallah. So I'm glad that the inshallah can change to, what do you say, it changes to cocaine? <laughs> exactly. So that's actually good advice for us single people because I think a lot of people think you should know. I think knowing what you want is, is useful. Like, if you know that your end goal, your desire is to not be married or to be married, it's important to know that. But I think there's too much pressure on knowing before you're there or even knowing before you meet the person. You can only assume too much. So that's super helpful. And I guess so other than making it to the aisle and obviously living together, what about this relationship is significantly different from other relationships? Well, we haven't made it down the aisle. Yeah, no, I haven't done my work. <laughs> We're gonna get we'll get back to that question actually. <laughs> on the record when corona is slightly over i'm not even waiting for it to be over because that's looking like a couple of years from that i must do my wedding so i need everybody to hold me accountable thank you but they're married but we're having another wedding married but i'm having a wedding yeah okay so what is the most significantly different about this relationship from other relationships that you've had Hmm, for me, there's less fighting. In fact, there's almost no fighting. I feel like I used to be a fighter in that I would argue about every little thing. But then Koye isn't really an argue. I don't know if I was, well, he's not, he doesn't argue, but things also don't materialize into bigger issues they don't need to. So there's less, there's more communicating and less fighting about it. And then there's less of, I just used to do whatever I wanted to do, to be honest. Like, it's not like I don't care about the other person's feelings, but I would say I was more selfish in previous relationships. And I would just put whatever I wanted to do before anything. But then that's the opposite now. That's nice. Don't make me change my answer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Um, what is different or significantly different for me? I think I'll see, I'm trying to really start with this answer. I think I'll say friendship. Oh, I already know that's what I did see. <laughs> it's friendship. There's a, I would say that element wasn't there before for me, for whatever reasons, right? Um, and I found that that is what is most important to me in my relationship. Um, just somebody that you are able to, because like in other relationships I've had, my significant other might not have been the first person I'll go to with exciting news or I'm thinking about something, I go to this person, I go to that, you know? But now is my guy. Oh. So <laughs> that's like the first person I go to and yeah, just even generally just being around each other in the same space. It's not tiring. Yeah. And then we also know how to be alone together. We can literally be in the same living room and not speak to each other for like yeah. two or three hours. That would be my Like, I'm not a morning person, so I can wake up in the morning. I might not even say good morning for three hours. I don't say a single word. <laughs> And then I just talk to you like it's normal and it's fine, like it's not a big deal. So I think every we both have our space still being together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be married to somebody forever. 
Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking of like and friendships it, that I enjoyed the most. They're friendships where I can do nothing with them. Like we can yeah. do nothing together. I can yeah. be by myself with you. A lot of people don't yeah. a lot yeah. of people like that. A lot of people can do that like together. Like there's friction. Like, why are we not talking? Why are we not doing why are we not saying? I just want your presence and then I want to be by myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's easier to overcome arguments and fighting if you are friends, right? Yeah. Because, so that's why you have to love the person, but you also have to like the person. I think the like might even be more important than the love, <laughs> right? So if you start fight, is that like that we finished the fight, <laughs> not the love? Yeah. <laughs> With the gems, Quentin, I'm a teacher today. <laughs> Yeah. Good stuff. I like that. And I and it correlates to some of the thoughts that I already have because my own base or I guess primary measure of like relationships, I a lot of my friendships or like my like my really close friendships. I want to talk, I told somebody one day again, people try and discourage me out here. I told someone I said, I want our friendship, but with romance. That's all I actually want. Like when I think of living with somebody forever, I just want exactly the type of friendship that we have right now. But I guess you know, all the romantic bits just like sprinkle it over it. And this yeah. for me it doesn't exist. I rebuke him, Sean, because he has to exist. <laughs> it might not be easy to find, but you definitely exist. And it's precious. Patience is a virtue. There's no rush. Take our time to get there. And you guys, you know, you're a leading example. And so I'm sure many people will be encouraged to hear that. They can, they can make it to, they can find somebody. You just be patient. Yeah. Okay. So how did you guys know you were in love with one another? Hmm. Let me go first. To be fair, I don't think... I ever sat down and had the realization that, oh yes, it's gone from like to love. Like, I don't think I've ever thought about it that deeply. It okay. kind of just, like I knew and I just continued, if that makes sense. Like I didn't, I didn't pause and be like, okay, something has happened that has changed. It just happened and I just moved on. Okay. Hmm. Who's in love with this one? <laughs> <laughs> So I think for me, I don't know about when I realized I was in love, but I think when I realized that, ah, what it gets me. So I don't like leaving my house, hmm. right? I don't like leaving my house. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a homebody. And there was a day, a night that we were talking, I think, I don't think Rendor has started yet, obviously not. This was her by Rennie. And she had to either go and make a delivery or pick up something from Parkview. You remember this? I'm trying to. <laughs> from Parkview. And for some reason, maybe the person was meant to come and pick it up from her, but then now she had to go and drop something for the person, something like that. And the plan fell through, it wasn't gonna happen anymore. They're upset, and I'm there in my house, and I say, you know what? I can come and pick it up from you and take it to park with you and deliver it this. for you. We ended up going together. You remember, we parked on one side street waiting for the person to come home. Oh, woman yes, for well, mommy, I remember. <laughs> I remember, I still waited there for like another hour waiting for her. I remember this story. Uh -huh. 
I said, ah, want to get me. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was. Ah, interesting. I've never heard this before. That's, that's very interesting. So it's not like, what is that doing things you don't normally do? Correct. Things that you think can't be me. Can't be me. Correct. I mean, it's you. That's, that's probably when they've got you. Yeah, I'll get me. I'll get me. I'll get me. I love it. Have you actually thought of how you measure being in love? Like, a lot of people ask you, like, are you in love? And I'm always thinking, like, what to you that you're asking me? How do you <laughs> that? Like, how do you measure? How do you measure it? I think it's subjective for everyone. But I'm just wondering if you've ever thought about, like, how do, how do you measure being in love? Koya has a lot of friendship. And so I can assume or imagine that friendship will probably be, like, deep, deep, genuine friendship will probably be a kind of measure for knowing that you're in love with somebody. Yeah. But anything else that you think could be like a measure? I would say honesty and selflessness. Okay. So I feel like you really have to love somebody to be able to be completely honest with them, even when you know that whatever it is you're saying might not be the nicest thing to hear. But you know it's, you know it's for the greater. Obviously, you're not going to say it in like a horrible and a mean way. Mm. You find how to package it. But if you're able to like look past all the sadness and feelings that will come with what you're saying and think about, okay, but it's going to be a better situation because of this. And I would say that's definitely a measure. And then selflessness. So it's very, very selfless. I want to do that. Just can make me bread and egg at two o'clock in the morning. All sorts. Wow. I, love I know that's a of love. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it must be anybody making bread and egg at two. Nobody. <laughs> My expertise is more than bread and egg. <laughs> Also, when she says bread, she means toast. Toast and sunny side. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying bread and egg because I genuinely like bread and egg. <laughs> so, but to be fair, if I, the bread and egg is making me sound, I like toast and sunny side up. Like, you can't give me bread that's not toasted, I won't eat it. So, sunny side up, and then he'll sprinkle like some herbs and peppers on the egg. Please, I'm work. Don't fall hard, guy. We've seen you finish. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem here. That you have actually seen me finish. But it's okay. <laughs> Amazing. How did you guys know that you were ready to commit to marriage? Mm. I actually know. Okay. So a couple of months into our relationship, I had written out that my 31st year. So for me, I feel like marriage is, yes, there's love there, but there's a lot of compatibility that comes with it. So religion, how do you want to raise your kids? What kind of schools do you want your kids to go to? I said, I think it was about 30 questions, right? It took me about a week to compose them. So it was one of those things where we kind of have to agree on all these things because they're fundamentals. And even if we don't agree, there needs to be room for, okay, I'm willing to give in here and you're willing to give in here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I knew that, okay, if we had this conversation and he didn't match everything, then I'm breaking up tomorrow. But it's likely that if we didn't come to agreements in that, com- there was no point going anywhere because I'm not suffering for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we went for dinner, we had the conversation, and I think we actually agreed on like 28 out of 30. And the other two wasn't really, it was like, oh, what do you do on New Year's Eve? So New Year's Eve, me, I like fireworks. I'm always looking for the next best place for fireworks. And for him, it was, my family and I have always prayed into New Year. 
So, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's not a deal breaker for me if you say we're not going out for fireworks, something I really want. And I mean, for the last three years, we've been going for fireworks. <laughs> so, there has to be some give and take. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to need the 30 questions. I think I can find this somewhere, man. What I should be asking people and thinking for myself, one. But two, I'm actually curious to find out how far in the relationship you ask these questions. It wasn't up to a year. It definitely wasn't up to a year. That's another thing. Like with us, we like from the beginning, we've been very upfront about things. The I guess the hard conversations, um, or things people find awkward to ask, as a genotype. Yeah, that um, came up pretty quickly, particularly for me. That genotype question because I'm AS. life. You know, I take it seriously. My whole life, my mom has always told me it's AA or nothing, it's AA or nothing. So I asked very quickly, yes, sir, please, what's your genotype? In fact, this was even within two weeks, so I had asked about genotype. Let's just know. Yeah, and then all those kinds of marriage conversations. Yeah, and then all those sort of marriage conversations, we, we, would, we would have them. Um, for, I mean, my own questions are not 30 questions, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not as detailed as me. Yeah, it's. I think so. After conversations with my mom, who she kind of has a marriage counseling thing she does for, I guess, friends and family. Right. And what I got the summary of what I got of what I've gotten from a program, let's call it that, is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you need to be aligned on core values, right? Um, because as you grow or as you progress in life, whoever you are, some things are going to change, it's inevitable. You are going to change in certain ways. But as long as a person's, you can tell a person's core values, you know that they're not going to deviate that much from those core values. So it's the little principles you live by, it's the way you treat people, it's the way you relate with staff, it's those sorts of things you have to, I mean, another thing is what sort of, family vibe do they have? Is your partner the sort of person that is very family oriented? They have a lot of family events that you'd be expected to go to, or are they a loner? So have those discussions. Um, what else? Your goals and plans for the future, do they align? What's, what's uh, is this person ambitious? What are they, you know? Those sorts of things, like five things that are core. Other things you can mold here, nip and talk there. The ones, you understand? Once you have those core, core values checked, you're like, yep, I can do this. Yeah, then you can work around whatever extras. Okay, I like that a lot. Hmm. Well, yes, it's, it's mutual respect. And it's, honestly, the day I started out, I said it to I said, this is, it was really funny. It wasn't a, oh, would you be my girlfriend? It was kind of, 
okay, so are you ready to take this to the next step? And almost in the same sentence, the accountability. And I just started laughing. I was like, this is how they're asking people out these days. Like, no, it's almost like if you know you want to go to the next step, you have to know that these are the things that I expected of both of us in the next step. And I would say what I would add to what you said is accountability. So I'm not just going to... Like, you can't tell, you can't message Koe and be like, oh, I saw your wife at 355 and he doesn't know that I'm there. So it's not one of those situations where it's when I come back home, maybe once in a blue moon, if something comes up like sporadically and I have to quickly go somewhere, he might find out when I get home, but it's not the kind of thing where, like, I know where he's going, he'll tell you what time he's coming back. Like, it's, it's very, there's very, it's very open communication, if that makes sense. Yeah. And another thing is, might be related but not really another thing i said at that point as well was and if we have any arguments i'm not going to curse at you so i don't expect you to curse at me so let's carry it like that as we're going there's no oh you're a bastard shut the fuck up mm-hmm. sorry for my mm-hmm. friends but there's there's nothing of that sort yeah let's not use fighting words yeah <laughs> so i feel like there are a lot of things that can be said during arguments that you can't really come back from yeah like, you can come back from it, but someone like me, I always think about it. So, yeah, so when you're angry, this is how you feel, Jiggins. So, you guys said two things that I find really important. I think they kind of like inter, they're related. Was the thing about how you fight. Um, I think that's a very important thing in relationships, in any kind of relationship. Like, even when I think about me and my dad, or me and my friends, me and a boyfriend, or whatever, how people fight is super important. And, like, you guys, I actually don't do aggressive fighting i don't think there's anything we're fighting about that warrants calling me out of my name even raising voice that raising voice was a very thin line once you cross raising your voice anyhow i'm like sir <laughs> i have a theory ready, ready that's already what was that mean that you sent me that you said this man's gonna kill this babe i didn't even know what he did i think if he raised his voice at her i was like he's gonna kill her one that the one that breaks her things when he's upset yes i was like look ma'am this is going to be many many lines yeah, but also because there's an age gap between you guys. What's the age gap between you guys again? Eight years. Eight years. And I like that Koei said anything about it's no respect because of age. Yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of relationships, the guy is often older than the woman. And with more years in between you, sometimes there's an imbalance because yeah. other than the fact that society just places men on a higher pedestal in general and somehow they receive so much more respect than women do when you not add the factor of the fact that he's also older than you it layers it double layers the expectation but i like how Koi said that it's not respect because of anybody's age they respect him because i've said that i value you as a person and you're my person so we both get an equal level of respect here yeah i don't even think i feel the age difference at all like i don't in our conversations, it's like I'm talking to him today, I'm going to talk to all my male friends, and like it's the same, yeah. Level. Also, I would say another thing is Koye has friends in every age circle. I'm sure Koye has 60 something year old friends, he has 22 year old friends. You get like so it's easy for him to blend into my friendship groups, yeah. Like he's not that awkward older guy that's just there thinking, Oh, this girl, I want her young friends. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean. Like, he probably even has more young friends than me, so that also is a plus. Yeah, definitely. So I guess also just like compatibility, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, then. It comes to the end of my questions. And what I want to know is on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you mm-hmm. want in marriage or 
on a scale of one to 10, do you recommend marriage? 10 being like, absolutely do it, best decision. One being, hell no, don't try it. I mean, how much can we say after we have been married for what, four months? So how much can we really say? (laughs) But hey, so far, so... Recommend for the for the time that you've done it for. Let me just do like this. I recommend it. I mean, I don't know how to give it a number. But find your person. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I would recommend it if it's with the right person. Because I can't imagine like coming back home to somebody that annoys me or someone that I don't want to be in the same space as. So yeah, if you find the right person, and a lot of times you ask yourself, oh, how do you know the right person? But then I feel like we've said some things that kind of show you, at least push you in that direction, if that makes sense. So maybe I'll give you like a strong 8.59. And I mean, I know that, you know, the longer time goes on and the more responsibilities people one starts to get, and you know, just different experiences, we probably have big fights, right? But as I said, like and love. Yeah. We 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 will find our way. You will. Yeah. Also because you've already spoken about how you want to fight when you're not fighting. So even when you start fighting, everybody knows the rules of the fight. Like these are things you can <laughs> fight. And I think that we can do, right? Amazing. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Well, before we round up, I have a few, you know, listener questions that I want mm. to I'm going to start with something, you know, sensible and cute. Someone is asking how you trust your feelings of love and vulnerability when you've been hurt in the past. So how do you separate what Renny and Koi is to you right now from whatever, like, baggage past relationships have caused? Hmm. Um, I guess my answer is twofold. On the first part, I believe a lot of relationships are learning curves. So whether friendship or romantic relationship, you, you, you learn from them. You pick what is good. You discard what you, you as relationships progress, you also start to learn a lot about yourself, things you can tolerate, things you cannot tolerate, you know, your boundaries, that sort of thing. So it's not easy, but you kind of have to just figure out, okay, moving forward, if I see the red flags, <laughs> if I see this, I know what this sort of reaction to it will lead to or could lead to. So let me try this angle instead type of thing. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of nipping and talking, right? Secondly, and I think most importantly, if you're going to do this thing, you just have to know that you cannot be 100% sure. There has to be that element of vulnerability in there for it to mean anything. It's, it's crazy, but you have to give that person the power to be able to hurt you for it to mean anything, really. It, it might sound crazy, but that's what I think. That makes sense. So I would say like in terms of like, so a lot of people take past trauma into relationships. Like, so if A, B, and C has happened to me, I don't really want to give this A, B, and C in this new one because I don't want it to happen to me. 
But I've come to realize that I'm just the person that I am. So I can have a friend do something very terrible to me and it doesn't stop me from giving my all in the next friendship. So I don't know if it's just something that's a blessing about like my character, but I don't really know how to take things that happened to me in the past and use them as, I don't know, like it's, I would say, for example, if I've seen like, in my past, which somebody has like done maybe like constant cheating or what or whatnot, in my next one, obviously the signs would be clear. But I, I don't think that I would say heartbreak has ever stopped me from like giving my all in the next relationship. Because it's just, I mean, it happened, it happened, and it's not on you. Let me put it that because I feel like a lot of people think, oh, if something bad happened to me, it's something that I did. It's not you, it's literally the other person. So if you get into another relationship and it happens, it's not you, it's the next person. You get it. Maybe you might have one or two things that you might have to change about yourself in, in the sense of don't, uh, don't let many things go or things like that. But I'm not an advocate for believing that bad things that happen to you are your fault. Yeah. If someone breaks your heart or if someone cheats on you or lies on you, their flaw, not your flaw. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen in the next relationship. And if it happens in the next relationship, then it's that person's flaw. Just keep trying until you find the right one. It's as simple as that. Yeah, another thing I would say is communication is key as well. Because sometimes people do things not because they are bad people, but the effect of what they did can be bad, right? So it could be a thing of, you, you are talking to somebody or you're in a new relationship and you're like, look, X, Y, Z happened in my last relationship and this is how it made me feel. Because this new person could do the same thing, right? Not from a place of malice, but because they don't know that it might make you feel a certain way. Like, not everybody thinks the same way, yeah. right? It's, it's, I, I, I imagine it's also useful to communicate in that way that, look, this sort of thing, this has happened to me before. And it's not happening to me again. <laughs> this is how it made me feel. So I don't want this to repeat itself type thing. Obviously, this, this doesn't apply to cheating, right? Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I think the for me, the takeaway is not letting past experiences change who you fundamentally are yeah and just because i met someone recently who that was his thing like he was like if i react to every relationship from my past experience actually i wouldn't engage in dating anyone i wouldn't date or want to be with women but that is a reaction to my experience not actually what is true for me so in asking this person's question i think it's super important to know who you are what you want outside of what life has done to you and try and separate both things yeah yeah so someone's asking, what it's like getting married during a pandemic? Was it difficult? Was it a difficult decision to make getting married now as opposed to waiting until the pandemic is over? I mean, waiting till probably possibly good news. And do you wish you could have done a bigger wedding? Well, we know already wants another wedding. Um, and do you see plenty celebration post-COVID? Yes, so that answer also. But what was it like getting married? You got, you got engaged and married in the pandemic or did you get engaged before the pandemic? Yeah. Engagement was just at the beginning of the pandemic, at the point where we still all thought, this is a one month, two month max thing. 
So I even did like lockdown was it was really difficult the first lockdown because I just couldn't imagine not being able to leave the house. But I would say a lot of the things that kept me going was planning the wedding. <laughs> One of the things that kept me going was planning the wedding. So I woke up in the morning. That's the first thing I'm doing. Till evening, I'm on Pinterest. I'm like, I almost didn't even need a planner because I had planned every detail the planner job would just be to make sure that things go well on that day because on that day i would like to enjoy myself mm. but in terms of what i want to happen between two and three i knew everything so i would say it was definitely a big shock realizing in fact i already even had let me tell you something i had my wedding date before i got engaged not because i was like over controlling the situation I feel like I'm very pragmatic in the way I think. Half my family don't live in Nigeria. Like my siblings live abroad, etc. So I've calculated this is when they'll be able to come to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. This is a good time that works for everybody. And I'm the kind of person that I give people notice. So I can't just tell you in March that, oh, I'm getting married in July. Buy a 2,000 pound ticket to come to Nigeria. So it was a thing where I needed everybody to know in advance this is when it's going to be. Plan your work leave. Like plan yourself around this. So, what was I saying before this? Oh, yes, I already knew when I wanted it to happen. I had even planned the day of my bridal shower just because this my friends can't tell me it's going to be on Tuesday. No, I planned something else for Tuesday. <laughs> so, it was supposed to be Thursday. You have Thursday to, I'm not going to tell you like what theme it is. I will, I will tell you what I like, but like you have autonomy to do what you want. So, it was, I would say by like, May, I already knew that, yeah, it's not happening in October because it was still really unsure. Then they had grounded flights. And I'm like, I'm not getting married if Kendi is not here. I'm not, that's my brother. I'm not getting married if my niece and nephew are not here. But then by like, when did we, I think by like June, July. Right. Yeah, by like June, July, my dad and my uncle were just like, yeah, so you're getting married. We're going to do a small wedding and do the big one later and you know everybody starts warning you don't answer them because when you do that small wedding Mm. in everybody's eyes you're already married so as time passes you'll be like am i worried don't worry you do it even one of my aunties told me about two weeks ago oh don't worry when you have your first child, we do it together. I'm like, excuse who? <laughs> when I have what? I must be snatched in my dress. Easy, like, no. No, no, I must be able to do everything I want to do, like, at my wedding without. And I'm like, I still do not want to have that responsibility of having a child. Even after we do eventually do this wedding, hopefully, I still want to have my second honeymoon phase. This is just the first one. So, in like, it, it now became one of those things where. The parents are like, oh, I'm not really sure. Queen's parents were not too fast, I would say. But for my dad, I think also because my mom is late, he had that very, I must protect my daughter situation. So it's kind of, oh, you can't stay engaged for two years. You have to do this wedding that you're doing now and get scheduled over and done with. And I was just like, to be fair, my mind didn't really get into this wedding until like, maybe a couple of days before. I mean, I got my outfit because one thing about me is no matter the situation, I must look good. <laughs> so I had ordered my shoes. I had ordered the fabric and everything. But like mentally, my mind didn't even get into it because they had said, I think was, at first it was supposed to be 20 people. I'm like, how can I get married without even having my friends here? 
So it wasn't until a couple of days before that they lifted it to 50. And they were like, okay, your friends can come, but they can't even come for the ceremony. For the ceremony. Yeah. They can just come after. So, I mean, I was happy on the day. I mean, it's not the way that I would have wanted it to be, but then eventually I had to tell myself that, okay, you have to look at the bigger picture here. Like, what is this event for? It is, okay, so this is the person you said you want to marry. After this, you are married, you can live into your house. The wedding would be nice, but it's not, if I don't have my wedding now, then I'm not going to have the other things that I wanted, Yeah, if that makes sense. So I kind of just focused on the bigger thing. It's still painful though, let me not lie to you. So let's not be like, I don't want it to be a situation where I'm saying, oh, just, okay, well, I'm going to get married and that's it. Because I'm someone that has looked forward to my wedding literally my whole life. So I even have, let me tell you how deep it is. I have an Instagram page that maybe like five of my friends follow where I save all my wedding inspiration. <laughs> In fact, the day my best friend found the page, she was like, oh my God, I think someone is cloning you. Like someone, <laughs> someone is using you. I was like, oh no, it's me. That's where I save all my inspiration. Yeah, I remember this well, page. It's so funny because oh, sorry, we had been, so this page already posts all her ideas and I'm just there in the comments like, okay, so sis, this one for, what should we have? Yeah, this, this, comment, this, comment, this was like, I don't want to tell you the date, bro. <laughs> but we were there, you know, our individual Instagram page. Exactly. So it's the kind of thing where, and then I, I even got to a point where I started getting sad that, okay, so all my friends that had postponed their own weddings had had their weddings. Mm. So it's just like, why is it only me? True. And then I thought about it, I'm like, okay, but do you just want a wedding because you want a wedding? Or do you want one where everyone that you want to be there can be there? And like, it's, the, it's as close enough to the experience that you wanted. Yeah. So I've decided that I think there's vaccine now. It's slow, but I think there's vaccine. So there's hope. It's coming. And like, people that are close to me that I've spoken to about are just like, you know what? So it's only society that tells you that your wedding has to be Society has created an order for how it has to be. Mm. But you can literally do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell people now, like, if you want to wear 10 dresses, you can wear 10 dresses. If you want to do it the other way around, like, you can literally do what you want to do. I would say the only thing that matters is if you yourself start getting lazy. Because it's, a couple of weeks ago, I was even like, you know what? I don't even care again. Like, let's just forget it. But then I'm like, no, like, you know the kind of person that you are. You know what you wanted. And I don't know how, like, I would go for my friends' weddings and be 500% there for them. But I don't know how it wouldn't make me sad that everybody's getting the wedding that they want and I never got mine. So we're going to do that wedding. That's just long and short. Long and short. And every couple of months, I send my dad a text reminding him just so he's aware that <laughs> it's still going to happen. You mean, yeah. I like that. That's it. <laughs> Could you yeah. add to this story? Are you just kind of like, yep, go sign. Me, I need to groove. I need to groove with my family and friends. That's my I just need to groove. So, so groove. Yeah, yeah, it's still on the horizon. However, I mean, it doesn't make sense to do it now, I don't think. Yeah. It to this to the scale we would want to do it to. It doesn't have to be a huge wedding, but if we now by force by force do a wedding with what, I don't know, 50 people, 75 people, 100 people. 
And then why didn't we just do that earlier? Like, what, what, what would the like difference what be? What makes it different between this one and the last it one? Just exactly. be, you know, just a waste of money, in my opinion. I'm mindful of your time. Well, thank you for joining us and having this conversation with us. It was fun. It was. It was great fun. <laughs> and so, until my next episode, I'll see you guys. Thanks.